Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We thank God for today. My name is Reverend Victor Siamo from Pong, talking from True Salvation House Chapel International, and this is the True Salvation Hour with Reverend Victor Siamo from Pong. And um, please let's bow down our heads in prayer because the Bible has um, always let us understand that when we meet or when we, 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 we go into anything, or we start anything, we have to acknowledge the presence of God. So I want us to bow down our heads wherever you are and let's pray. And I believe that God is going to touch our lives this morning. Please bow down our heads in prayer. Most gracious everlasting Father, we thank you. We bless you for um, your love and your mercies. We thank you for your the beautifulness of your nature. Father Lord, uh, may you open our mind to understand your word. And um, as we are about to go into your word, oh God, may you direct our path, O oh Lord. May you open our eyes, O oh God. May everything that we are going through in our life, Father Lord, be, be sealed. May every voice of the enemy that will rise against your word, Father Lord, be silenced. And may the listeners, and may, ah, may we be able to get the understanding of, of what your word wants us to understand correctly. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray with thanksgiving. Let pick amen. Okay, today I have entitled the message Unconditional Love of God. Unconditional Love of God. And today we are going to look at some scriptures that will remind us of God's unconditional love. And uh, we'll just elaborate it or explain it so that we always have hope in God so that we will have hope and we will trust God in each and everywhere because God really truly loves us and um, what I want you to understand is divine love is of another order God will never disappoint us God will never disappoint anybody and he will never disappear from us our Lord Jesus Christ did not sacrifice himself on the cross only to stop carrying, carrying after his resurrection. The Bible reminds us of this truth over and over again. In both an Old and a New Testament, we realize that spending spend some time with these Bible verses I'm going to talk about that will remind us of God's unconditional love. This ever, ever available freely given love to all who seek it in times of trouble god love is the only love that never flatters and never fails take comfort in your faith and know that god truly loves you now and forever so i'm taking my quotation from first john chapter 7 verse first john sorry first john chapter 4 verse 7 to verse 8 it says that beloved let us let us love one another for love is from God and whoever loves has been born of God and know God anyone who does not love does not love does not know God because God is love my brothers my sister this quotation is so powerful he's explaining that for us to love one another for us to love ourselves because God is love. Because for God so loved the world he gave. So when, as a believer, as a child of God, when you love, you become 
the total identity of Christ, of God. Because the identity, what you can be able to allocate or locate, the identity of someone. Sometimes you can you you have just one thing to know or to be able to describe somebody. Somebody is being called selfish. Why? Because his activities are selfish. So somebody, well, people always point finger at that person that oh this person is a selfish person. So the identity of that person becomes selfishness. You understand? Somebody is a thief. And people say, oh, that guy is a thief. And the identity of that person becomes a thief. Most of the time, people don't even call them by their names. They call them by their attitude, by what they do. People ask, oh, I like the way this guy is. Then someone will tell you, that thief, he didn't even mention, oh, he's Latif, or he's Ladat, or he's Abraham, or he's that. But he said, that thief, he want the person to know who that person is. So if we want to know who God is, we go to what God did his attitude towards his people and you realize that from the old testament in the book of exodus you realize that when the people of god started turning away from him to worship the gods of Baal and other gods god did not condemn them but he was always ready to accept them when anytime they regret of them sins and they, they re- regret of what they are doing and they come back to him for help he was always ready to take them back on and that is the ex- that is the that is how where you will see that the identity of God is because he loves superly the same thing happened here for God so loved the world he sent his only begotten son to die see he sent his son to die despite that he knows the pain is tied or despite that he knows the pain he will go through he had to send his son to die which is Jesus Christ he is the manifestation of God himself in the body of man to come and die. If he does not love us, he will not go the extreme level or extreme distance to do this for us. His love is pure, his love is kind. And he says what? Whoever loves, whoever, whoever loves has been born of God. Why he's saying whoever loves has been born of God is because if you are born truly a born again Christian, if you are truly born of God, love will be your identity. Where you don't want to love, you always find yourself loving. People do something to you, people abuse you, people do things to you. You get angry temporarily, but after some time they come to you and talk to you and you realize that you are easily flowing with them. You don't keep grudges because your heart has been perfected to the extent that it's it's Christ-like. Your heart becomes Christ-like. The Spirit of God is dwelling inside of you. So it's very difficult for you to hate. But always when hate comes, the Spirit of God takes it away and put love there. So this is to tell us the unconditional love of Christ. That if anyone who does, that anyone who does not love does not know God. So if truly you find yourself that love is not, a, is not in you, it's clearly stating and clearly showing how unlikely you are with God it's like um, it's like a father giving birth to three children and all the children attitude or like almost two children attitude is exactly like the father they are calm gentle people but one particular child is opposite the father's attitude which always annoys the father 
why this son's attitude is always different from the rest of my children your brother every time it happens in our day-to-day lives it happens that father has his children and one particular child is so naughty to the extent that he spoils things misbehave and father always angry and father always say can't you learn from your small brothers can't you learn from your big brothers how they behave why are you so different from us there are a lot of parents who have I remember when I was a child, when I was growing up, um, my dad used to say the same thing to me. That why am I different from others? They are listening to him, they were calm people and all. But I was something else. I was just something else. And um, I was not able to hold things. I didn't care whoever you are, you're my dad, you're a grown up. Piss me off, I'll tell you a piece of my mind. But the rest of the people swallows everything inside. Because in African culture, you are not allowed to um, speak back <coughs> at your father, even when you are right, in a way, because it shows disrespect. In African continent, the adult is always right. And the, uh, so you are not allowed to speak back. Understand? You, you can speak back in the in the Western culture. I know you can speak back in a nice way, in a good way. But in African continent, you are not even allowed to speak anything back. When your father says something, you just keep quiet and just let him finish talking. And after that, you move away. So I had talked back, so I was kind of a bit different person because uh, you are not expected to talk back. So the same way. I'm trying to put it in a point that a lot of people have um, children who later on found themselves not to be like the father. Other brothers, sisters may be looking like, but some may not be looking like the rest of the people. So this is what we say that if you, a true child of God, you should be known by the identity of your father. There are a lot of people who meet me sometime in the street and they say that is your father Mr. Siama. Why are they saying that? Because I look exactly like him. My siblings and everything, most of them have the identity <coughs> of my father, sorry. <coughs> so people may see you, you not you not even talk, but they will, they will be able to figure it out that that is your father. And um, because you have an identity just like your father. So the same way that as a child of God, you should have an identity of Christ, identity of God, and identity of God, which is love. So he's saying that the one who does not love does not know God. So this is the unfailing love of God. That despite everything, despite our sins, despite everything we do, he does not hate us. He loves us unconditionally because his nature is love. So if you are there today, wherever you are, I want you to know from this verse that God is love and God loves you. No matter your past, no matter what, God loves you. God's very essence is love. The very essence of God is love. When we love one another, we are fulfilling God's most fundamental wish of our lives. If we are loving one another, we are are doing what? Performing. God's most fundamental, or fulfilling God's most fundamental wish of, 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 of our lives, and which is a great thing. 
when you go to second uh, chronicles chapter 6 verse second chronicles chapter 6 verse um, 14 the bible said oh lord god of israel there is no god like you in heaven or in earth keep keeping covenant and showing selfish love to your servant who walk before you with all their hearts this scripture also shows the unconditional love of christ of god see he said that it's only command um, his, his covenant with people he will keep his covenant with you and show you love show love to the servant servants are people who have received him people who have, who have made him the master of their life he always showed them steadfast love he will always walk before you with all their hearts who the people who walk before the lord with all their heart god always shows steadfast love with them and god always have a covenant with them no matter whatever goes wrong does not break that covenant god has with them see most of the time we have relationships friendships you know and we that is a like let me say a friendship a very bond crazy friendship can be a, a, a covenant you understand a covenant does not only means that you have to cut yourself with blood and all but i can have a covenant with you that can you be my friend for the rest of my life i want you to be my best friend then the one other one also accepts it becomes like covenant whatever i say and you accept it it becomes a covenant and people always promise people's marriage i'll promise you i'll marry you then you said are you sure say yeah promise me he said i promise you i'll do it then the person accepts it becomes a covenant at that point particular point but you realize that relationships and some of the things we do we we have covenants we end up most of the times in a wrong way when one of us or one of the people in the covenant offends you or do something really bad you forget the promise or the covenant between both of you and because because of what he has done for you or he has done to you you leave that relationship angrily bitterly and that covenant will be broken but this is the way or this is the, this is what the bible is talking about here that this covenant god would never break with those people that already had made a covenant with him god will always walk with them and show them steadfast love no matter whatever they have done whoever they are going wrong he's always his hands are always open to receive them back as it it was for the israelites of old the love of our God is never failing. Yeah, the people of Israel offended God several times. But when they remember and go back and apologize, he always, he's always ready to receive them. That, is how, that shows the unconditional love of Christ, of God. He will never go against his word. If God says, I love you, I love you. If God says, you are mine, you are mine. If God said, I will be with you forever, then I will be with you forever. Romans chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. What then shall we say to those things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him gloriously give us all things? You understand? What we just read before. That God never breaks his covenant with anybody because of love. And he's saying that 
also from the, in the book of Romans. That what then shall we say to the things if God is for us? What shall we say to anything when anything happens, when problems are coming, or whatever situations are happening, coming around, east, west, south? If we believe that God still have a covenant with us, then who can be against us? What can be against us? Is it sickness? Is it problems? What can be against us? Nothing can be against us. If he did not spare his own son for our sake, then he will not also with himself. You understand? How will he not also with him gloriously give us all things? If he could not spare them, his son, for him, for us to have this eternal life, then will he also not give that glorious that is upon him to be able to solve situations and help us in everything? You understand? So if God had to make his son die for us to live, then God does not wish for you to die. He loves you. If he, he, if he had to sacrifice his son for you, then he shows how precious God sees you. Or God sees us. And he's ready to do greater things for us. What can be against us? Who can be against us? Nothing is a sickness, nothing can be against us. Is it is it tribulations? Is it is it is it attacks of people? It can never work on us. They will try. So that all weapons fashioned against us will not prosper. People will create things to destroy you, but it will not prosper. Because that God, the God who loves not or love does not die, is always there to protect you. When you are able to protect what you love, even our mobile phone, I remember when I bought this my new mobile phone, I protected it with a cover, a case, and with a protective glass. Why did I do that? Because I'm protecting it, it's so precious to me that I'm protecting it so that it, when it falls, it will not break. God has protected you Himself. He is not saying temptations will not come, problems will not come. He knows it will come. And God has also protected you that when, the, when you fall or when those problems come, it will come. But you come out untouched. You touch, you come out uncracked. You, you come out unbraked. You come out protected. This is what God is doing for you. No matter how your enemies gather against you, if God is on your side, you have nothing to fear. Nothing. Nothing at all. And I'll take my last scripture. He says that, How precious is your surface love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your, your, of your wings. You see, the precious part is how precious is your selfless love. God love, for God so loved the world, He gave His only Son to die. Why did He give His Son to die? So that people will be able to inherit the kingdom. So that people, so that us, will be able to be protected by what Him is giving us a chance for us to be protected. There is more space under His wings. 
There is more space. He has opened his wings broadly and he's raining heavily. And he says that, enter and seek refuge. I have protected the way a hen protects his cheeks. When it's raining, she covers them under her and protect them from the water from touching them. She takes the heavy blow for them to live comfortably. No matter how many they are, the, the hen is always having space beneath her to keep her children. God's wings are open to protect you, to cover you from the, the, the attacks of the enemy. If only you or accept him and come under that protection, under his arms of protection, then he is going to protect you. If you read Galatians 2.20, that I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loves me and gave himself for me. Now he took your life and he has given you his life. He took your pain and he gave you joy. Now God does not see you as a sinner when you accept Jesus Christ. When God looks at you, he sees Jesus. And when God looks at Jesus, he sees you. I hope you get me. So Jesus when took your identity, your sinful desires, your sinful identity, and gave to you his identity. So you are covered. When God is supposed to look at you and condemn you because of his son Jesus' blood that has covered you, when he sees you, he sees you as perfect being, perfected being. We thank God for that. So as we were reading the book of Psalm 36, 7, he said, concerning the surface love and the protection of God, there is no room for all of us beneath, there is, there is room, sorry, there is room for all of us beneath the protective wings of the Lord. So, everybody has been called to come under these wings. Muslim, Hindu, whoever you are, we were all once unbelievers. But when the Lord opened up this opportunity, we came in. Don't say he's a foreign God. I heard most people in India used to say like that when you are preaching to them, they say that that is a foreign God. It's your God. We also have our God. Everybody has his God. Listen, there is only one God and there is only one Savior. Our God and Jesus. He is the only one God, the only true God. Let me tell you one thing. Let me give one testimony. Then I close. When I came to India in 2019, there was this couple who were unable to conceive. When the wife conceives, then she miscarries. It's a great testimony. I had so many testimonies, but this is the most gracious, the greatest testimony of my life for the people of God. The woman was a Christian, husband was not a Christian, was an unbeliever. Who worship another thing when i met the woman the spirit of the lord spoke to me to the woman 
the lady you are seeking a child you are seeking a child and God wants to give you a child buy a cloth for a baby depending on the sex of the baby I asked the lady which sex do you want she said I don't know anyone is okay for me then I said okay then I will choose for you the Lord is going to give you a boy this is when even she has not conceived yet she said okay she went home I said go home and tell your husband if he agrees because he doesn't believe in my God but if he agrees let him buy a baby dress for my son and I will pray for you and God will give you a son she took the advice and went home and spoke with husband and after some few days they came to meet me I spoke about Jesus to the husband but he told me I don't believe if you quote from the Bible also every other religion has a book Muslims have the Quran Hindus have their books all kind the Punjabis when you go to the Guru Nana believe he also has a book that people read about him and all and how to worship and all the Buddhists have a book following rules so he said that how will I know which is the true God if everybody has a book and we have not seen the person personally how will I know how we say that this is the true God then I said Jesus is the true God that means what you are telling me is you want an encounter with him before you believe he said yes if Jesus can prove himself to me then I can believe that he is the true God I prayed with them and I told them that the first encounter is God is going to give them a baby boy as has been as, has, as I prophesied by the spirit of God and the second is I told him that God will give him a dream God will reveal himself to him in a dream and um He went home and what happened was after some three weeks I had a dream and in the dream God revealed to me that the lady has conceived. So I told my wife to call him and find out and truly to behold she had conceived that time. She was pregnant and uh, I believe that the prophecy was confirmed. And he told me the same day that he had a dream that something was chasing him and when he mentioned the name of Jesus then he was free. So that also was confirmed. And the last to be confirmed was what I prophesied about that is going to be a boy. So that was the only last thing that was at the at the end of it. And finally that also came to pass on the 10th of April. Now the question I'm why I'm sharing this is for you to know the power of God. God was able to bring almost five to five things which he said before the thing even came into existence. Which no other God will be able to do this. And this was the encounter the person really received. And today as I'm talking to you about the person has received Jesus Christ when he got he just called me and said I want to give my life to Jesus Christ because 
I have really and have truly seen the, the encounter I was looking for. And I believe that God had answered the prayer or had answered the challenge he threw to him. This is the gracious and the greatest thing, greatest testimony ever. Why am I saying this? The Bible says that when an unbeliever gives his life to the Lord, the angels in heaven jubilate over one soul that has been added. The whole heaven is under jubilation of one soul that has been added. It's a great thing, which I know that, and which gives me faith to believe what I am doing and who I'm following. My dear brothers and sisters, if this testimony does not prove anything to you, think about it. Think about it. She did not come to me for help. I went to her to give help to the instructions of the Holy Spirit. Not only that, the help which was given, she did not choose the gender she wants. Through the Holy Spirit, I chose the gender she wants. The next thing, when she got pregnant, she did not tell me she was pregnant. I saw it by the the Holy Spirit showed me a dream and I saw that she was pregnant. I told her she was pregnant before she told me, yes, I have gotten pregnant. And before she gave birth to that boy, or before her husband also had a dream, I told her you I told him after my prayer you have a dream. He had a dream. And even for the delivery time, before the delivery time, I gave back the, the cloth they brought to me the first time. That is the the cloth of a boy. God told me when I was in the washroom taking my shower that I give back the cloth to them and tell them that they should give that cloth to the boy who is coming, which will be fulfilling the prophecy I have spoken through you. So I gave the cloth back to them, the top and down of a boy dress. The down is a military color, a military khaki nika, with also a very nice top. I took nothing from them. I gave back to them as the Holy Spirit instructed me. And on the 10th of April, she gave back to a baby boy. Now they gave that dress to that boy, which was that I, God knew what was coming because God did what was coming. So for God to prove to them and to prove to the world that I know what I am doing, he told me to give back the boy dress to them. So I knew it was a boy to the structures of the Holy Spirit. I knew it. That is why I gave it back to them to give to the child by the Spirit of God. Somebody, she came to me sometime and she said, I'm becoming fat and people say if you are fat, then it's going to be a girl. I said, that don't, I don't care about what people say. What I know is it's a boy. And she gave birth to a boy. What is a great testimony. So this is a proof of how powerful God is. He doesn't even need man to speak. He doesn't need anybody to tell him anything. He tells you before it happens. Just to show and to prove to the people that, listen, I am the true God. And this man has left his religion and he has given his life to Jesus. Without me spending time in preaching to him and bringing Bible, I only spoke to him about Jesus' death on the cross for, for like just 20 minutes. And the encounter followed. He gave his life to Jesus. This is the tangibility and the power of God at work. So if you have not received Jesus and you have touched by this testimony and you want to give your life to Jesus, you can pray this prayer with me. And those who don't believe, 
in the one proofs you can come to agra bagichi <laughs> i will show you the couples and they will tell you their testimony themselves they are grown up they are not children so if they are talking they know what they are saying and they know what truly happened it's a great thing but if you are believing and you want to give your life to jesus my job is to go into the word and preach the gospel the rest is god the bible says that if the if god does not build the labor labor is in vain so my work is to tell you the gospel <clears throat> my work my work is to tell you the testimonies about god but it's god who touch your heart to make you receive him so my work is done here but if you want to receive jesus you can say this prayer heavenly father i thank you for today i bless you for your love and mercies for the lord i am a sinner i know i'm a sinner and i come to you this day forgive me of all my sins and receive me as your son i believe that you are the son of god and you came to die for me and you resurrected on the third day i believe in my heart and i confess with my mouth that jesus is lord come and make home with me oh god come and make come and become the lord and master over my life from today i surrender all myself and my authorities my everything to you may you use me as you want in jesus mighty name i pray amen if you pray this prayer you are truly and officially a child of god and find a bible believing church to attend and um, get yourself a bible to study to know who you are as a newborn child of god and i believe that as you do this god is going to take you very far and god bless you for listening to this podcast um thank you for listening to it be blessed stay blessed and i'll see you same time next week Shalom peace be unto you bye bye